to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Get on your knees, Herman. Get down. Go. The Sultan does not tolerate thieves in Agra. And more importantly, neither do I. Reading from Storybrook. I'm Bobby Hogg. And I'm Anthony Hooper. And this is where the Cave of Wonders isn't really all that wonderful. We also talk about ABC's Once Upon a Time. Oh, God, how are you doing tonight, Tony? I am ecstatic and a little bit exhausted. You know, <laughs> it's it's crazy. The audio re- was giving us issues, and I'm just glad that we got it all, you know, thought out and together. So I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're not live tonight. We don't have the chatters with us. Um, I'm... As well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners know, there was a bit of a hiccup this week. Uh, the audio was lost on our original recording. We did go live Monday. Everything was fine, even. Uh, we didn't even have the audio issues that we had with the return podcast. Because uh, mm-hmm. as you can hear tonight, uh, Tony sounds great. Uh, Yay! <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it does seem that... Uh, Something happened to the audio. Uh, there's some theories out there. Uh, I forgot who it was on uh, Facebook was saying that maybe uh, Mr. Gold magic did away. But um, regardless, uh, <laughs> we must must must, uh, must triumph forward. All right. Yay. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, we are going to be talking about this week's Street Rats, even though it was like five days ago, and we do want to get a recording up for this episode. And uh, so, just in, in general, what did you think about uh, Street Rats? Um, well, I mean, it was a great episode in the sense of that we finally got Aladdin, you mm-hmm. know, if, if anything, because we've only been begging for Aladdin for, what, six years? Well, we didn't get the, what, I guess the cold open of the season more or less had him. And then I guess this would be the first time we've seen him since then, correct? Correct, yeah. So, I mean, like, in my opinion, I mean, like, it was a good episode. There were some high points and there were some low points in there. But, hey, uh, at least we finally got our Aladdin. And that, and, uh, that is not his only episode. <laughs> True. Yeah, obviously we're going to be seeing more of him going forward. Um, and anyway, now that you've... Uh, obviously brought up Aladdin. Why don't we just talk about the uh, obvious Disney nods and the once twist that they, that we had on his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I more or less enjoyed the characterization. Uh, Karen David, I believe, is the name of the person who did Jasmine. She mm-hmm. was great on Galavant. Um, you know what? Uh, just a moment. I, I just wanted to say that we forgot to mention that Liz isn't here tonight. Yes. Yeah, uh, I uh, think I think Jafar kidnapped her. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I heard that she's playing a sa- uh, savior to her mother because unfortunately, yeah. her mother couldn't get home and she <laughs> had to play the savior. But yeah. uh, shout out to Liz; she will be usually joining us uh, every Monday, uh, in uh, on the live feed and in chat, obviously. Uh, but anyway, I 
didn't mean to interrupt the conversation. I just wanted to to give a shout out to Liz. Uh, no, but probably. like I was saying, Karen David is was a uh, great on Gallivant, and her actually her character was a, on that show was a lot like uh, like a Princess Jasmine type character. Mm-hmm. So. Um, she had the experience at least. Yeah, and, and she's got a great singing voice. Uh mm-hmm. I believe I don't have the link. I should have pulled it up, but uh not 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 to say I would play it because God forbid uh YouTube takes the audio down again. Yes. But uh and that's not what happened last time either. We didn't play anything any anyway, I don't even want to vex that. Yeah, yes. no, 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 no voodoo, no voodoo. No um, no voodoo magic. <laughs> You don't need uh, that dark magic. <laughs> but, but Karen David was great on Gallivant, and uh, like I said, she did play kind of a similar princess type character, or princess even Jasmine type character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I love the once twist on the story, except for the fact the uh, it, it seems like Aladdin is a genie, like like him being the savior is like mm-hmm. is it's in place of there being a genie, he's the genie, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know how I feel about that. Although uh, the other day when we were talking, I believe it was Liz that brought up the point that, uh, you know, how are they going to live up to Robin Williams? So, I mean, I kind of I kind of see where they were coming from that you can't really, you know, like, you know, yes, we do know that there are genies in the world because there was mm-hmm. once upon a time in Wonderland with, mm-hmm. I believe, Cyrus was the was uh, Alice's uh, genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It just seemed odd that there wasn't a genie in this story, even though you know. Very, very. I mean, like even if it, like even like like even if it was someone that was, you know, um, I wouldn't say subpar or anything. I mean, like just a person who who can play a wacky genie with a great personality, things like that. And I mean, like we're not saying that he has to absolutely live up to. Um, Robin Williams' standards, you know, and being, like, one of the greatest genies ever played on TV, you know, at, <laughs> least, at, at, least, at least in the animated world, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it just would have been great to have all the, you know, the characters that we know, you know, from the original animated story. True, true. Um, I mean, we did get, I guess, Iago. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every- <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Gilbert Gottfried, but there was there was a bird on ja- on a uh, Jafar's shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's um, for sure. Uh, okay, what? Another thing, as far as the once twists go, is that we didn't have any backstory to like, you know, Snow didn't spend some time in Agrabah and run into Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank God, right? <laughs> oh, and, and you know it happens constantly and I can't stand, you know, like I believe we mentioned last week with, or yeah, when we were talking about the Monte Cristo episode mm-hmm. uh, specifically, cause that happened with all the three of the, like, it's usually either Rumple, Regina or snow or Emma, you know, and like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, not Emma really. Cause I mean, what backstory would, I guess there are a few that have, but usually as far as backstory in the enchanted forest, it comes down to snow, Regina or Rumple. And Monte mm-hmm. Cristo had a relationship with all three, but exactly. and, and this one, like oh, and don't forget about Charming. <laughs> true, true, but I, but like, uh, and you're right, you're right. Um, but the, like I said, there was no backstory connection at all, and I loved that. Um, the one, but then they had to go and muck up the like. Okay, so Aladdin's been here all season. Or all season, all the whole like the whole you know, series. Yeah, like, yeah, like 
since the he's, first curve. Just hit out, and no one's like, you know, no, you know, and they try to play it off with like, oh, well, there's been a lot of stuff going on here. You know, you don't notice a common thief, but I mean, come on. That is no explanation. I mean, like, the curse have had to wash over Agrabah. At least. (laughs) No, I guess he said he had been hiding out in the Enchanted Forest. Mm, That when he he did what he did with the Shears, he Mm -hmm. felt ashamed and uh, ran off to the Enchanted Forest. Mm -hmm. And, um... That still has no explanation, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, so how did he get to the Enchanted Forest Magrabah? Exactly. Shouldn't there be some sort of portal crossing there or something? It. I mean, like, it should have been some type of portal, but you know how portals are becoming so much easier to come by these days, and it's crazy because it used to be so hard to get a portal. Like, it used to take somebody with great power, like Rumpelstiltskin or uh, the Evil Queen back in their times in the Enchanted Forest. You know, it took somebody powerful to create a portal, but now portals can just be created from, from anything, as we've learned from last season. Apparently, a lot of people in New York, if they wish it enough, they'll make magic and they'll make a portal appear in, in a fountain in Times Square. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, what? And, you know, not, okay. So, I mean, we've talked about the Aladdin uh, twist and the Disney nods. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, no, we didn't really touch upon the Disney nods. Uh, so, unfortunately, Liz isn't with us because she's like the one, the, like, not, that's not to say I'm not a huge uh, fan of the animated uh, uh, movie. But Liz is a really big fan, apparently, and uh, she's not here to talk about her love of the movie and the Disney nods. But there were a few that I saw. Um, I guess specifically, like I like even the little apple juggling thing with him rolling the apple along his arm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's definitely a Disney nod there. Um, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I believe you were probably going to bring up the same thing I was going to bring up. Oh, I'm not sure, but I mean, like, you know, the Cave of Wonders or a less thereof being so much of a wonder. But but with the uh, hourglass (laughs) and trapping Jasmine in it, I thought that was great, you know, but... That's what I was going to bring up was the hourglass. Yeah, the the rescue was more or less from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, there were enough nods for me that it didn't seem like... They were just coming up with their own stuff. Well, no, 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 that's that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, sometimes the Disney nods are kind of an eye roll for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though there were quite a few in this episode, they didn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, you know, I wasn't rolling my eyes every other minute. So I thought there was a pretty decent balance as far as that's concerned. The only Mm -hmm. thing, like we just said a moment ago, the only thing I had a problem with as far as the Aladdin part of the story goes is as far as like him being in town and everything like that. In fact, Mm -hmm. so much so, I don't know how much we can believe him. Exactly. I mean, like, if there is anything that I've learned about Once Upon a Time, especially people with magic and with glamour magic, especially, you can never trust anyone because anybody can be anyone i mean come on let's look back at season three um no i'm sorry not in season three but all in season four we thought marion was herself but all along exactly all along it was zelina and well even in this episode regina poses as archie but Mm -hmm. for me it wouldn't even come down to glamour because i mean i was talking about my theory in the last episode and Mm -hmm. i don't think us finding aladdin 
uh, in this episode, douse, you know, put, uh, throws any water on my theory or on my theory. Cause mm-hmm. I still think that Aladdin is the person under the cloak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whoever I, that person may be. It just doesn't vibe that he's been in town this whole time. At least Jasmine's been in the land of untold stories. At least there's a reason mm-hmm. that she hasn't been there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now exactly why she was there. Who That's knows? a little different story. I mean, there were so many things that were brushed past in this episode. It feels, it almost felt like they were trying to get from one fit, one point to another for some reason. Like mm-hmm. there was just this huge pivot that had to happen in this episode because like all of a sudden you, the Oracle dies, mm-hmm. which is, and, I'm still kind of, kind of, you know, turned around on that because you see Jasmine running, you know, in the woods mm-hmm. and you know, she's, running from seeing the oracle dead or anything why would you run that's the biggest like that's like that's just the biggest suspicious giveaway that okay if you're running away you're obviously having something to do with it because i mean well as we've learned in this episode jasmine's intentions i feel are much better than aladdin's because who knows maybe aladdin or whoever the person who is that that we think is intimidating him is pulling a Zelina over our eyes. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he may not even actually be Aladdin. It may like Aladdin may have died um, because evidently saviors don't get happy endings. They don't make it. They end up putting everybody first, and then they get themselves killed. So who knows that but, this person who's impersonating Aladdin may be pulling a Zelina over us. But see, just to touch upon actually what you were just saying just then. Mm-hmm. It, it it even comes up again in this episode with Henry, I believe, talking to Jasmine that you can't believe what villains say mm-hmm, as true. far as like uh, what you were just saying, as far as apparently saviors don't get a happy ending, you know, and all this other all these other things. You know, that's not necessarily true. If mm-hmm. you listen to Henry and everyone else saying that you can't believe everything a villain says and that's another reason as far as i'm concerned if aladdin is the villain why should we believe him when he says he's been here for the past six years because i just find that so hard to believe yeah definitely i find that very hard to believe because there should have been some type of you walking around the town even though like even if we didn't know who you are you should have came up in an episode like as a stranger or whatever because that's what tends to happen in shows like this you know i mean it just seems like um, a person who is of a, of of utmost importance later on in the show mm-hmm. may be less important in the beginning because they're just wandering around and they're not really important because their story hasn't come up yet. Mm-hmm. Now that I would have believed, but evidently, you know, there's got to be an explanation always about once, you know, about and their characters and say, oh, I've been here since the first curse, like that maiden last well, week. <laughs> you know, that's my biggest complaint about this show is that you have to just watch each week and just take, it's almost like don't even, almost watch it like it's a procedural. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you don't even exactly. take backstory into consideration sometimes because it's just going to drive you crazy when you try to reconcile, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you try to reconcile all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was saying though, they, uh, as far as th- this episode in particular goes, it felt like they were trying to like pivot so so hard, you know. Like I don't know. It feels like the story has been moving along at a at not a, at a pretty good pace, but not brisk. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden today, they just like threw through the throttle and yeah, it went, uh, into a 
turbo or whatever. I don't, I don't even know. I, I'm not a car oh, no, guy. I, yeah, I get you. Yeah, they, <laughs> um, they, they threw the story into gear, into motion, things like that. It wasn't even about motion. That's what I'm saying is there was no – like things just happened and there was no explanation. Like mm-hmm. they were just try, – they were trying to get to a story point and they, they just was like – Brushing everything aside, like we were exactly. talking about with uh, um, the Oracle and with Jasmine in the woods and uh, with, um, with you know, Archie with the secret with Emma. I mean, just everything. It just seemed like everything was so rushed in this episode. There mm-hmm. was no ex- explanation for anything. And well, uh, well, you know where the explanation is going to come from. And the uh, if you've seen their deleted scenes, their deleted scenes say a lot. That hmm. should, you know that should be in the episode, like most important information about how this happened, instead of it just happening and then there's no type of explanation. Hmm. It, 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 it's like it never fails because if you've seen the uh, the uh, deleted scenes of past seasons and everything like that, and, and if you've questioned a certain episode that's saying, okay, how did that happen or when did this happen, and then it's it's in the it's in the uh, deleted scenes, so it brings everything together. Which kind of, which which kind of, in my opinion, it kind of waters down the episode is because you know, like there's just a couple scenes that should have been in a certain uh, episode that wouldn't have made it so watered down. It would have been, you know, bigger, and it would have been like something that we thirst for every week. You know? Um, yeah, I hear you, but unfortunately, that's broadcast television. You've you've got to run for time. It's not like uh, Netflix mm-hmm. or. Uh... Mm-hmm. Some of these other streaming options where you can run five or ten minutes over and it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Let's bring once to Netflix so we can have everything. Come on, Adam and Eddie. <laughs> See, I don't know about Netflix because I hate binge watching. I but uh, you know, Netflix. The Netflix model ruins what we do right now, as far as getting together each week and discussing it episode by episode as it as it's released. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Netflix model just like is like. Everyone talks about it for like two weeks, and then it just disappears. Exactly. And if and if you don't talk about it or watch it within those two weeks, you feel like you've missed the gun, and then you just like don't even feel like watching it to begin with. Hmm. I mean, but, but anyway, we, but we can. <laughs> uh, let's actually get back on uh, the subject as far as the episode goes. I see as far as in the doc, it shows that you and I have come up with a few of our favorite scenes. Uh, what mm-hmm. was yours as far as with Emma and Snow? Uh, yeah, definitely. As far as Emma and Snow, I really like that moment because um, they've lost a lot within 28 years as mother and daughter. You know, as you've seen back in season two when they uh, went to go back to the castle to see if the um, if the uh, tree, if the enchanted tree that, you know, the portal that transported Emma to Storybrooke all those 28 years ago. Um, you never really see a lot of those mother daughter moments in there. And I like it when they sneak it into the episode and say, Hey, you know, there might, um, there are never no secrets in this family or a da, 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 da. And it's like, well, secrets, <laughs> Right. there are a lot of secrets and, Emma's keeping one. Charming's keeping one. I'm just surprised that Snow isn't keeping one anymore. Yeah, the secret thing, I'm glad that Emma's is out, and maybe that will... um, I would say that hopefully that will force others to come forward with theirs, Mm -hmm. but I believe, as we saw at the end of the episode, that's obviously not true with Hook uh, playing the same role that Emma did. I mean, even Mm -hmm. though Hook told Emma last season, right? It was last season? 
or the season before. So. Anyway, um, it's hard to keep track with the way they do half seasons. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, just like Hook uh, told Emma before that, you know, just let me go. And then obviously she couldn't let him go. Mm-hmm. Hook's just playing the same role. I mean, they, they love each other so much. They're going, they're willing to do anything, even mm-hmm. like go against the other's wishes in order mm-hmm. to save Going against nature, things like that, and doing the unspeakable. <laughs> um, now, before, actually, there was something uh, with the Shears thing. Um, how exactly do you think they work? Um, I mean, okay, as we saw in the episode, it was... Um, Actually, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not even going to go on a ramble or anything like that because I don't know if I can... I can I can sum that up like but if I had to if I had to try I mean it just seems like it's a type of a magical object that'll I don't know you well, poke, someone, a, poke someone with it or anything like that I'm not it's sure tied to the the fates mm-hmm. and the fates uh like uh oh, your life is on a string yeah your life mm-hmm. is on a string, a string exactly and so the shear okay. would cut the string and mm-hmm. so it like cuts out that portion of what happens in your life and mm-hmm. you know affects mm-hmm. what happens after that. So but wouldn't and, that but wouldn't that kind of cut a person from who they are? I mean That's exactly. That was that's exactly what my point was going to be is mm-hmm. that like it's it's just like you see in some of these other shows like think of it as time travel where you go back and stop an event from happening. Mm-hmm. To, you know what kind of ramifications is that going to have on everything that's happened because of that happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, that's what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen is that I guess the thing is supposed to just like stop the moment where she became a savior. Mm-hmm. But like what, you know, that would like totally negate the whole past six years of the show. It really would. I mean, because I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna uh, go on points or anything like that. But that kind of brings up to my point about you know saviors as a whole. You know, are they born with magic? Are saviors given magic when they are deemed the savior, or anything like that? Because if you if you remember uh, Emma. Uh, Emma's parents' hairs, you know, were infused with magic. So <laughs> I true feel love. Yeah, they're they're a true love and everything. So, I mean, because that was my question with uh, Savers as a whole: Are they born with magic? Because, um, Aladdin's just happened, and no, he was a grown man. But see, no, see, here's the thing: I feel like his was uh, born because mm-hmm. because Jasmine was looking for the diamond in the rough, and she said he's the diamond in the rough. And mm-hmm. so first, you know, through maybe some readings of prophecy or whatnot, mm-hmm. she came to the conclusion that Aladdin was the, uh, um, uh, was a savior. A and, savior. Yeah. Um, and that's again, going to what I was saying earlier about this being so, you know, everything just being brushed past mm-hmm. that whole Aladdin story felt like it could have been like six episodes of something. Exactly. You know, to fully uh, elaborate, you know, to fully explain about how he became the so-called diamond in the rough, a.k.a. savior of Agrabah. What was the story that Jasmine read that led her to believe that he was? How Mm -hmm. did she come to find him and know where he was? Mm -hmm. Everything about that, you know, like, 
I like the story and I like the characterization, but I just mm-hmm. feel like everything was just like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened and then moving on. And moving on, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like it was taken in a big spoon of sugar and thrown at us and say, here, here's Aladdin. He's the diamond in the rough. He's the savior. Blah 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 blah. It's not a it's not a explain. Like Aladdin was born here and he did this when he was young and he was this type of person. He learned this as he was, you know, stuff like that. Like elaborate on it. Make it a few episodes. And make it exciting instead of just throwing at us in one episode. To be fair, we may get flashbacks. This, you know, of course, this show is known for flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very, very heavily known on flashbacks as as how their other show Lost was, you know, for any kind of explanation that we needed with a certain character or a certain scene like that or or a certain way that a person is flashbacks. So if you don't know the flashbacks, you know, then it's basically you're basically lost. <laughs> Okay, so uh had my mic muted there for a second. Dogs wanted to bark. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And there they go again. They and there they know. go again. <laughs> All right, so uh, as far as the scene, my favorite scene of the episode, I really loved the Regina and Zelina scene. Uh, I love mm-hmm. Lana Perea in, in just about any scene she's in. I usually don't care for over-the-top acting, but mm-hmm. for some reason from, from uh, uh, Rebecca Mater, Mm-hmm. And Alana Perea, I really love it. Uh, um, it really brings out the soapiness of the show, though. Definitely. Uh, and so you either got to love it or hate it. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the speech that Regina was giving there was very much uh, not only the theme of this episode in particular, but the theme of what I feel will be the theme of this season as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the theme of acceptance. Uh, She was telling Mm -hmm. Zelina that her baby's not going to accept her until she accepts herself Mm -hmm. for everything that she is, being wicked and everything. And Mm -hmm. as I stated before with with another one of my theories is that that's how I feel they'll finally rid themselves of Regina, you know, or rid, uh, because Mm -hmm. that's not going to rid themselves of Regina. She's going to merge with, with, okay, I keep saying Regina. Mm -hmm. But the evil queen. Evil queen. Yeah, you know, you you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I thought that it went. And I thought it was great for the villain to deliver that. Uh, to, to deliver that speech, that very, the very powerful speech that you thought that a hero about accepting yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly, exactly. It's kind, of, it's kind of backwards, if you ask me. It it kind of makes you think that you know which is the real quote unquote evil one, the evil but, side or the good side. But that's the point this whole season is making, just like they show with Jekyll and Hyde and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Speaking um, of him, he's dead. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently you thought that uh, Henry did a good job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, uh, to me, um, as as far as Anne-Marie and uh, Bill have always said about Henry, you know, he's basically been on reserve. He would mm-hmm. be in, in an episode or two and that'd be it. And But now it seems as if, if you know, that, that uh, he's grown up and everything and, and uh, he's uh, having more, much more screen time. I mean, and his, la- you know, his lines and what he says and things like that, it's actually having meaning and and for that to happen i mean instead of just always near the finale or on the finale like like he did in uh the end of uh season of season five finale with that corny scene that i had to cringe to but 
I, I I like I just feel like he's you know like much more of of a of a of a more important character than just push it aside and then coming towards the end and say oh yeah hey I've been here I'm important I'm a main character kinda ish but I, yeah but I feel like I'm I'm very proud of of, of uh, what he's coming to be you know into coming and in, into being in the show more so right. Yeah, I do believe that he's growing. Uh, you know, a lot of people had a lot of problems with him. At, you know, and I'm not saying he's the greatest actor. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, but I, I do believe that he's uh, holding his own so far this season. Definitely. So I definitely agree with you there. So definitely. anyway, I feel like we've uh, discussed the episode at length. And uh, our, so what, on our arbitrary scale out of... Uh, uh, Elizabeth made our scale of 362 magic scarabs. What do you give this episode? Um, let me see here. Uh, out of 352 um, uh, scarabs, mm-hmm. uh, um, seeing as how we kind of had to go through the uh, explanation of the whole episode again, I think I've got a, a better grasp on it. So I would say about out of how many again 325 362 oh three 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 sixty two yeah i'd give it probably like a 340 why because um you know going back into it and and you know actually making you know making the story you know given depth and everything and understanding where everything is going so i mean mm-hmm. like definitely my my score would be that how about yours um you know what? I'm I may go lower than yours, honestly. I'm gonna not much lower though, not much lower because I really did like, like I said, I like the episodes. If you just mm-hmm. take each episode as it comes, but as it comes, once yeah. you start trying to reconcile it, uh, so. But but I enjoyed it while I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, so, if anything, right? Uh, so you can't say that it was terrible mm-hmm. if you enjoyed it while you were watching it. You know. Exactly. Um, I keep talking myself in and out of the score, you know. But okay. So anyway, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'll give it a three twenty-five. Okay, I mean, and why? Well, I mean, just like I said, I mean, it's it, I like I I really love the characterization of Aladdin and Jasmine. I love that there was no ties at all to any of the story uh, Storybrooke characters. Mm-hmm. But like, once you you know, just like every other week, once you take a step back and try to like start piecing all of this together in some sort of like uh, cohesive timeline, it just makes you know it sounds like argle bargle. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I totally like I totally get what you're saying. No, I mean you got to take the show as it comes and then piece everything together, and then at the end of the season, it seems to be clear about the intentions of the villain. One thing also too that I wanted to add within, you know, within of our discussion is that I'm very glad that our first villain, little, you know, what little time he had on the show, he had no powers. Like that is just totally something different. They have well, not was, had a villain without any powers yet. It was almost as if Hyde's power was that he couldn't be killed. Yeah. Probably so. Because but gold was no like no magic. No, no, I hear you. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so on to the news. News. All right, so do you want to go ahead and read what Liz gathered up for us there, Tony? Yes, so for our ratings here, this Sunday, Once Upon a Time, had with with 3.35 million total viewers, 
and that was at a series low. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, like, I think that they can bounce back. They always do. Um, as of, uh, for our spoilers, um, Robin Hood is coming back, as if you already didn't know. Mm-hmm. I know y'all read articles and everything like that, so read them up, and you'll know who's coming, who's staying, who's who's going bye-bye or anything like that, you know, with these twists. But um, in what capacity that we don't know yet? So we don't know if he's coming back in flashbacks, in a vision, or or a ghost. I hope it's not a ghost because just a ghost is just seeming so, you know, use, useless and not enough. You know what I mean? Like, this man has been on the show for about a few years now, and he deserves more than that. Um, I think it'll be the- Regina helping him find his... his- Happy yeah, ending yeah or, exactly. Yeah, his place, his helping special him move place. On. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, and uh, August is also returning to the show for one episode only, uh, sometime in the first half of the season. So probably around the teens, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a little spoiler surprise for you listeners that um, Liz has come ha- has uh, found out while searching for all of our information here. Um, Sometime during the season, Killian may propose to Emma, and we're going to leave it at that. I mean, leave for you guys to go and follow and research on, and maybe get a once wedding. <laughs> yes, it'll be great for a once wedding, or at least you know if he's going to do that, then and and uh, if this is in fact you know the last season, which there's been a lot of speculation that there may that this may be, let's get a once wedding just like. Once, uh, like, uh, just like once in Wonderland did with mm-hmm. with um, uh, Cyrus and uh, Alice. It'll be, or was it Cyrus and Alice? Was it Cyrus and Alice? It was Cyrus and Alice. <laughs> I had to remember because it's been a, a while since I've seen Once in Wonderland, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it'll be great to see a once wedding before the show goes off the air. I mean, this is a great show, and despite its low ratings and things like that, I think it's a good show, and it'll always have a place, you know. Like I, like I've said earlier, I will definitely keep going with it if as long as there's story to tell. But I mean, I, but I don't want them to drag it out either. So I wouldn't I be totally upset if it did end this season. But mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be upset if it didn't. As long, like I said, as long as there was story to tell. Exactly. But there are other people that have things to say. Uh, if you would like to add to the conversation, you can. Send us a voicemail at, uh, or call us at 424-274-2352. That's uh, 424-274-2352. And uh, actually, we do have two people that uh, took advantage of that uh, feature. And that's, uh, we're going to start with Bill from Orlando. Hi, this is Bill from Orlando. Uh, hello, greetings from Storybook. I just wanted to call and give you my opinions on the uh Eliza and Jasmine episode. Hey, Bill. <laughs> um, does everybody need a British accent or an Australian accent or a United States accent on Once Upon a Time? Why couldn't they have you know a Middle Eastern accent? I did think that the guy who played Jafar did pretty good. Um, he, he, he's no Saeed, but he, he was pretty okay. I like the Aladdin Jasmine flashback story pretty well. It, I, I mean, it was it was good. It wasn't great. But I, I found it pretty entertaining. I liked the little nods like Iago. And I, I, I thought it was weird that Aladdin was the genie. I, I didn't quite expect that. I expected there, since there's been a genie 
once upon a time, I expected a genie. I was really glad that uh, Regina and Zelina had the conversation uh, about uh, entanglements with Rumpel. I'm glad that that got cleared up. But I just wanted to let you guys know, so glad you took over the show. I hope you're going to do a great job. I'm sure you are. I can't wait to listen in. And uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Bill. Thanks, Bill. It was great to hear you. And uh, thanks for letting us uh... <laughs> for letting us do this. I mean, yeah, it's take a reins. <laughs> We do have uh, one more voicemail, uh, which uh, from another familiar voice. Hi, greetings from Storybrook. This is Amory. Um, I just wanted to call and say thank you to our new hosts. You guys are doing an awesome job, and I can't wait to see what else you do with the show. Um, as for this week's episode, I, I don't know how I feel about Mr. Aladdin, making me a little uncomfortable. I don't know if he's a good guy. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm, I think everybody's both. Um, speaking of that, hook. Shady, shady hook being all shady, shady with the crazy uh, scissors. Is he just going to go, like, start chopping people's magic away or something? I don't really know. So um, can't wait to see what you guys thought about the episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Emery. Yes, thank you. It's, it's great to uh, get feedback from you guys. Uh, <laughs> of all people, yes, definitely. Right. Keep it coming. Um, <laughs> all right. So, actually, we do have a few other of. Uh, 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 excuse me, a few other listener feedback. Uh, actually, th- these were sent to the voicemail of greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. And we will start with, uh, let's see, just a moment. Give me, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Stoll. Um, see, hi, greetings from Storybrook. It's cool to have this podcast back, even if it's not Bill and Anne-Marie. Thanks, yeah. Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. And my thoughts on Street Rats. I still prefer Naveen Andrews over Oded Fair as uh, Jafar. How did no one notice uh, Aladdin was stealing from them? He was patting them down. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess that would be in the Agrabah scene. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. David as Jasmine is so beautiful. Aladdin with an Australian accent and Jasmine with a British accent. Strange. Uh, my favorite line Zelina said was, I've got enough to do. I don't need another baby to watch. <laughs> uh, why did the evil queen shift back into herself right outside the apartment when someone could have walked out and seen her? Uh, yeah, why didn't she just like... Uh, do it sometime down the street or, or something. You know, flash away or whatever. Yeah, good point. Um, the banter between Aladdin and Jasmine was funny. I can bullcrap. Oh, I call bullcrap. <laughs> I, I can bullcrap. <laughs> I call bullcrap. Uh, how did Jafar get the fate shears? Well, I mean, and that's what I was talking about earlier, about everything being mm-hmm. so brushed past. There's things that I didn't even pick up on like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more bullcrap. Aladdin has been in Storybrooke since the first curse, and uh, exactly. And uh, Wonderland, uh, or in Wonderland, Jafar turned into dust with a flick of wrist, or turned people into dust with a flick of his wrist. Why doesn't he just do that to Aladdin and Jasmine? Good I mean, point. Very good point. Uh, I hope Archie gets out of the cage soon. Poor guy. Yeah, we just see him come back, and then. And, and then, how mm-hmm. how did Hook row a boat with a hook? <laughs> Uh, it was so predictable that Hook could keep would keep the shears. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> and what exactly do people cut to get rid of their savior magic? Uh, uh, Aaron, I believe we discussed that earlier in mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so thank you, Aaron. Uh, all right, just a moment. And the next uh, email is from uh, Tracy Miller. 
Uh, glad to have you all back. Thanks for picking up the slack. Bobby Liz and Tony. I always <laughs> love your feedback and voicemails. Okay. So you all did such a great job for the return podcast. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, can't wait to listen every week. The only thing uh, I would say is Tony sounds like he's underwater and it was distracting. But yes, I loved it all- <laughs> yes, it was. Trust us. Uh, <laughs> But uh, let's see. I'm sorry, but I loved all the feedback. To me, this is the best season since the first for sure. The writing is good. It's not rushed, uh, so it can build plots and keep you guessing. If Lana doesn't get nominated this year, then boo. And how hot is Rumpel's haircut? No wonder EQ, uh, EQ is purring all over him. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming back, Trace. Thank you, Trace. Thank you, Trace. We appreciate you, your Trace. comments. And one more, uh, one more email. Uh, oh, again from Tracy Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, I loved Once Upon a Time in Wonderland too, but the news you far is because Naveen Andrews was not available. He's doing a Netflix show called Sense Eight. It is supposed to be the same Jafar fitting into this timeline. Uh, is messing with me though. If it helps the writers, said that Wonderland took place during the season two of Once Proper. Uh, yes, yes, uh, I did know about that other show. Thank you, Tracy. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, that uh, that about does it for our uh, feedback. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at GFStoryBrook. Um, again, if you want to leave voicemail uh, after this week's episode, uh, what's the name of it? Dark Waters, is that right, Tony? Yes, Dark Waters. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to, uh, we will be chatting Monday nights at uh, 9. So uh, you don't have a lot of time to get that feedback in. Uh, trust me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know from experience. Um, but uh, you'll catch us Monday nights at 9 EST or ED, ED, 9 Eastern. Uh, 9 Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, judge accordingly by your time zone. And um, that's at live.universebox.com. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can always uh, – Leave your feedback at our voicemail, which is 424-274-2352. Our email is greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. The Twitter is gfstorybrook, uh, or at gfstorybrook. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, uh, greetingsfromstorybrook. You can find me on Twitter at uh, inevitablehawk, H-A-W-K-E. And, uh, Tony, how, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me by also going on Twitter at Hoops900, H-O-O-P-S 900. Okay, and uh, I think that about does it. Uh, Tony, yeah. I, thought, I thought we did a pretty good job considering this was all kind of just rehashing everything <laughs> that we already talked about before. Definitely. Um, it feels it like we had a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, I, I kind of feel like it helped. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it does uh, – it's unfortunate that Liz couldn't be with us, but she will be with us Monday. Uh, we need a savior. Yeah. Guys, get a savior. Get a savior. <laughs> we, need, we need a savior. <laughs> but until then, um, see you next time on Greetings from Storybrook. Play the theme.